what is going on? Happy Thursday. My uh, hope everybody had a had an awesome Thanksgiving. I'm multitasking is why I'm not st staring at y'all. Trying to find a video I want to play. But hope everybody's good. What's up, Syndicate? Anybody watching live? I'm on. Hope all is good. I uh, my buddy Perry today is unfortunately sick as a dog. He texted me a little while ago and uh, said he. I told him he should just get on and look pretty and not blink or make any noise or anything. Maybe just wave every once in a while. He didn't. He didn't think that would be a good idea. So I'm gonna roll uh, myself for a little while this morning. If you guys have any questions, um, feel free to post them. More than happy to answer any. Um, those of y'all that follow me for a while, my one of my least favorite things to do is just talk at a screen, um, given I can't see anybody. If uh, if if we don't get any interaction, I got a few thoughts I'm going to share today, but more than happy to answer any questions um, that I can help with along the way. One of the things I was um, thinking about when I was driving in today, it's kind of like time of year. I have a lot of conversations with agents. I don't know why I can't see the comments in here. Um, sorry, Joe, I'm trying to multitask and learn this thing. Anyway, one of the things I, um, I, I, I have a lot of conversations about this time of year is like people struggle, man, with, uh, with kind of the discipline of continuing to work um, around all the holidays and family things and whatever you got going on in life. And, um, you know, I think one of the things is, is being super intentional with your schedule. No matter what you got going on, we all got life. We all got family we want to hang out with. We all got things to do. But at the end of the day, we all have to provide. And I'll say this, too. If you're happy with where you're at financially, don't even listen to anything I'm saying. Like, keep doing you. Like, I'm not mad at it at all. So every time I post something about that, someone always moans. And I'm like, dude, if you're happy, you're happy. All good. But most people are trying to get to a new spot. And, and this time of year, I've seen bury a lot of people in this industry specifically or any kind of sales or commission-only type stuff. Um, just because the the, the inconsistently, inconsistency with people's schedule can really mess up your cash flow. And this time of year is certainly a more expensive time of year. So when you combine that with the increase in expenses that most people have, I've seen so many people go out of business th this time of year from not playing it right. And uh, it was with my mom. My mom came into town to visit yesterday. And uh, I was having having lunch with her and my stepdad. And uh, not related to this thing at all. We we're talking about something, some family stuff we got. We get, they got going on. I don't really have it going on. Some family stuff they got going on. And uh, there's some like, <laughs> we were talking about how to handle a situation. And it was very different how I would handle it versus they would handle it. Um, just because there was some, some, some timidness to basically tell people no or to decline something. And I remember uh, Steph and I were, were, were telling them, you know, we've we've had to learn to tell people no, and we no longer like give an excuse after the no. Like one of my favorite sayings that Steph says is no is a complete sentence. So sometimes when people ask you to do this, that or the other thing, you just have to tell them no. And I used to feel obligated to like not want to tell people no. Or if I did tell them no, I'd be like, what kind of excuse can I make up? And I'd make up some kind of horseshit excuse and to reason why I said no. And I'm like, Dude, I just don't give a rip. I just tell people no. And this this time of year is tough. Um, and a lot of y'all will struggle telling people no. And hell, sometimes it's really close people. Sometimes it's your damn spouse. I've learned that. And all that says to me is maybe you're not on the same page with, with your goals 
dreams, desires, things you want to achieve. Um, what's up, Lily? Um, so, you know, I, I think this time of year, be super intentional um, with your schedule. Really map out what you want to do. Maybe map out what you want to accomplish in the next four weeks. If you're the type that's like, I'm starting January 1st. I'm like, dude, you're probably not going to be successful anyway. You should probably start today. <laughs> um, you know, and if you map out when you can accomplish the things you want to accomplish, put in the work you want to put in, there's plenty of time for what up, Joe? There's plenty of time for family time and all the other stuff. I was watching. Um, there's a couple things I want to say. <laughs> you ain't kidding there, dude. Um, I watched this. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. She's the wife of a dude on the Raiders. Uh, I think they're. I don't know what city they're in now. Are they Las Vegas Raiders now. Where the hell do the Raiders play now? I think it's Las Vegas they moved to. Uh, I forget his name. I can picture him clear as day. Maybe someone knows the name. He's on TikTok, but his wife's, I think, more popular on TikTok. I watch her. And uh, they were, um, they were, he gets cut a lot. And kind of watching the way she handles things, the ups and downs and the adversity. And, and, and right now she's like nine months pregnant. They're having to move. He just got cut. And just the positivity in her supporting him is really cool to watch. So it's it's a kind of a neat couple I like watching. Um, and I watched this other one. Obviously, if you paid attention to football at all, like somehow, uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift is like the most popular person in the NFL right now. Uh, the Kelseys have started popping up on my feed, and they do this podcast, I guess. And I just see little clips of it. And uh, – the dude on the Eagles, I think it's Jason Kelsey is his name, I believe. Some of y'all probably know. The center. And uh, his wife is on their podcast a lot. And she was talking about when they had their first baby. And this is going to be about like sacrifice, right? A lot of people struggle in this industry with sacrifice. And they're like, like Thanksgiving. We A lot of our team dialed. We booked appointments, sold policies, worked on Thanksgiving morning. And more power to you if you don't. But, dude, a lot of people are like, what are you doing working on Thanksgiving? Uh, be, be with your family. It's mean for clients. You're so desperate working on Thanksgiving. Da, 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 all this weird stuff. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do all day? They're like, well, we're just going to chill with family and watch football. I'm like, oh, you mean all the football players that are fucking working on Thanksgiving to support your laziness? Like, why is it okay <laughs> that they work, but it's not okay that we work? You know what I mean? It's this weird little, like, dilemma in my head that I can't understand. Or like you go to the movies on Thanksgiving, you're okay with them working or you go to the store because you forgot cranberry sauce. You're okay with them working, you know, and there's some people that just aren't. And it's, it's a funny thing, but this chick was like, when you go, what's the extreme? I don't think that's really extreme, but this chick, uh, the Kelsey wife, I don't know her name at all, uh, but I like her too. She goes, when they had their first baby, um, she didn't even tell him that like obviously he knew the baby was coming because they're pregnant and they're married but it was like in season and he had a game that week so she didn't even tell him like yo the baby's like about to be born in the next minute day hour whatever she's like i didn't even give him a heads up because i didn't want to interfere with his schedule i didn't want to mess with his head maybe it was during super bowl brian i don't know i know i just heard the little clip um and i was like yo she's a boss and some of y'all can't even like not go to a party on a Saturday because you think you have to be with family. I'm like, yo, this chick birthed a child. 
and wasn't worried about her husband being there because he had to work, you know? And I'm like, maybe that's a 10. So on a scale of one to 10, if that's a 10, what's your level of sacrifice, you know? And do you, if you don't want to be a 10, don't be a 10, <laughs> you know? But I, I, the frustrating part for me is people want level 10 income. They want level 10 success. They want level 10 financial freedom. They want level 10 time freedom. You know, they want these level 10 uh, lifestyles, being able to support their kids or their family or their moms or church or whatever you charity, whatever y'all believe in, you know, but it's like, are you putting in level 10 effort when it comes to sacrifice? And especially during hard times and these types of times, this particular time of year is one of those, man, I've just seen so many people fumble this terribly, um, in my opinion, given they said they want a high level of success. Um, so I, I, I'd be super intentional about that. Um, and I like this one. I'm gonna put that up. Let's see. Brian, Andy Frisella words an investment over sacrifice. I like that. I love Andy Frisella and I've never heard him say that. You have to send me that clip or if I did, I missed it. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of his. Melissa wants to be an 11. Well, be an 11 then, you know, and it's like during those times, can you say no? Can you sacrifice? Can you can you do it? And what's harder is like sometimes you'll sacrifice and you won't see the fruit from it right away. You know, I can remember giving up times when I when I could have been at whatever type of event for the kids. And uh, man, I'd spend a full day out there and I'd make no sales. And naturally, mentally, I'm like, shit, I could have just stayed home today. You know, but I think just fighting through that type of a day build something inside of you that pays off down the road. It just may not be that day that you make the sacrifice, you know? So I, I, if you're trying to accomplish big things, I would say in my, my experience, you have to make big sacrifices. You have to do them consistently and you have to do them when most people wouldn't do it. And more importantly, you have to do them at times when most people are going to give you shit about it, probably verbally, you know? I'll give you another funny example, and it's 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 kind of a different topic. But I I post if y'all follow my stuff, um, I, I post a lot of stuff about activity, of course, and mostly because that's how I became successful in this industry. Is that's was my 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 guiding light, if you will. Um, and I know every time I post something about triple dialing, right? That's some of our editors love to cut that stuff because it gets a lot of engagement because I get so much hate message from it. You know, those of y'all that are in the business, like it, appreciate it, whatever. But the, uh, yeah, here you go. Here's another one. Who gave you shit, Brian? I want to know. Was it like family and friends? Because I know it wasn't anybody in my circle that you're now being involved with. So curious. Uh, but when I, when I post stuff about like triple dialing or doing, I did one last week that was like, you know, make $200 by noon and get 30 objections and call me and we'll go over them. Do my YouTube like 95% of the comments on YouTube are obviously not insurance agents, but they're negative. And it's people like bashing me talking about how stupid that is. And, you know, uh, there's someone in our team, Joe, that, you know, too, I've saw posted. Someone put a post out that said, what's the worst advice you ever received? What's the worst business advice you've ever received? And this fool posted triple dialing. I'm like, Yo, you're on, you're in our group. <laughs> like I taught it. That's the worst advice you've ever got. I found it funny and which all good, but I follow this guy. Um, if y'all watch this show, um, 
million dollar listing. It's like, if you don't watch it, it's, um, it's a, basically a real estate. It's real estate realtors, sales, sales guys. Uh, let's see. He's, yeah, he's definitely not doing it right. Um, it's, it's a real estate show. This one's based in New York. They have them in all different cities. It's like, it's like the real housewives of Atlanta, but the male version and sales version. So they follow these uh, real estate agents around and watch them make sales. And they're supposed to be over a million dollar listings uh, for the sales. And I've been watching it for a long time since the, the listings were pretty small. And now they do, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 million, whatever dollar uh, sales. And I like this guy. His name is Ryan. I think it's Sarhant is how you pronounce it. Um, he's, he's one of my favorites. And I follow him on TikTok. He's got really good content. Um, and he's definitely much like me in the, in the belief of doing hard work and a lot of activity. And, uh, I was trying to find the video to share it here. It's on TikTok, and maybe I'll post it on my story or something later. I couldn't find it while I was scrolling. I was busy hiring someone right before I got on here, uh, which is funny. I've hired by mistake. I think like five people this week have reached out to me just from social. Um, Hey, I saw your stuff on social. I would love to work for you. I don't even have to actively recruit and I recruit by mistake now just because of all the content we put out. Um, but back to the, the original co concept, um, this dude, Ryan, he posts a, a, a clip this week. I, I watched it like maybe like three days ago. If you check out his TikTok, it's probably there. Um, and then if I did find it, I was going to have to figure out how to share it here, which I haven't figured out how to do. So y'all were going to have to watch me do that live. But he posted one of his, and I, I forget the exact wording of the setup, but he said something along the lines of like one of my greatest strengths or whatever in having success has been my ability to follow up with leads until they die. To follow up with leads until they die. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, when people get mad at me for triple dialing <laughs> and he gave this example and I might mess up the dates. Uh, it was a really long gap. But I think he said, I don't know, again, I forget the start date, 2006, 2009, whatever the date was, he initially got this lead. Um, and it was a, a guy with some money and a couple, and he was trying to get him to buy a house. And he just, they, they wouldn't give him the time of day. And he literally followed up every two weeks. And I think it was six or seven years later, the couple went through a divorce and Ryan had still followed up. He said every two weeks for that entire period of time, six or seven years later, the dude reaches out to him and he goes, yo, I appreciate all the follow up. I'm actually in a situation. I'm getting divorced. I need to buy a house, not only for me, but for, for, for my to be ex. And he sold a 40, I think it was a $40 million house to the guy and like a 15 or $20 million house to the ex because he followed up for seven years straight every two weeks. Right. And I get a, I, I somehow became a lead this week. I don't know. I test a lot of stuff. I do a lot of whatever. Somehow I became a lead this week and uh, an, an IUL lead. And uh, the agent that got me as a lead called me one time. I got one phone call and one text and that's it. What is this person said? I don't know what that is. I don't know if y'all can see all these crazy. Who shared that? Can we take that off? Hide that. Sorry, I guess sidetracked. Someone's spamming the comments. Um, but yeah, I became a lead this week and I'm just shit curiosity. I'm like, I wonder how much I'll get followed up with. One phone call and one text. And I'm like, what? But that's what the average agent does. 
Yeah, you would dial me 20. I have no doubt, Brian. What I like about Brian, and I don't even really know you, obviously. We're getting to know. Just hit me up on social one day, and I started answering him. And he hasn't stopped messaging me. And so I keep replying. But then I found out. I hang out with a lot of cool people. And I'm like, I was with Nina and Hayden. And they're like, do you know this guy, Brian? He hits me up 82 times a day. And then it was like, Zach was like, hey, you know this guy, Brian? He hits me up 52 times a week. And then I think it was like, was it Giordano or something? I talked to like four people in the last week, bro, that are like, you blow them up too. And I'm like, hot damn. Like, you're actually trying to learn this thing, which is cool. Um, You know, so keep putting in the time. Put some more, <laughs> slide some more dial time in with it. And, uh, but it's, it, it's neat to watch you listening so well um, and kind of following blindly what the people ahead of you uh, have been doing. So, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. I get sidetracked in a second. Anyway, I thought the, I thought the follow-up thing was cool um, from Ryan. I thought that was a really neat concept. And, um, you know, I, again, me be, being a lead, I'm looking at it and I'm like, and the, the second thing I'll say is like funny in this world, there's a, there's a, in this insurance world, lead world specifically, there's a lot of ways, uh, there's a lot of lead opportunities. And, most lead vendors have like a second chance type lead, an age lead, old lead, whatever the hell y'all want to call them. They're, they have all different names. Sir, I need work. Interesting. I wonder how I stopped that, Joe. And I don't know if you can see that while I'm looking. Someone keeps blowing up the comments somewhere. Um, but anyway, leads become like second chance leads. And I hear so many people complain about them. And I'm like, you know who doesn't complain about them? Is the people selling a shitload of insurance because they know the second chance lead was bought by a dude who called me one time. Oh, y'all can't see it. Cool. It might be on a different platform. We're streaming on like seven different platforms, Claudia. So I'm glad y'all can't see it. And I get, so I'm like a squirrel. I should turn off the damn comments. Um, yeah, y'all may not see. I don't know where it's at. I'll pretend it's not there. Sorry. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is like, you get these agents that man are like, it's an old lead and you get this like preconceived notion that just because the timing of when the lead was created, that somehow the family behind the lead no longer wants to take care of the need they had. And then you somehow think that the original agent actually worked the lead, which is not the case because the average insurance agent is lazy as shit and doesn't do anything and about quits before they even work most leads. I'm like, dude, second chance leads or age leads are a gold mine because you're typically calling behind someone that paid full price and didn't work it worth a crap. You know, so again, someone buys a lead behind the dude who called me. I'm like, bro, the, the like uh, car warranty guy called me more times that day than he did. I get so many crazy call spam calls. I'm like, Imagine if he worked like worked the lead and that's what it's like. So depending on where either one where you are or if you're building a team where your team is, is like y'all talking to them about that. So I reached out and I told one dude about it because I found out weird enough. The agent was in my damn hierarchy, too, which happens a lot now. So we found out who it is and we text this guy and I'm like, yo, you know, your guy only called once. Right. And we, we don't make him pay for the lead. It's like, oh, shit, it's my name. I don't know how it got in there. It's a mistake. We'll give him a credit. Any of that are like crazy and worried about it. Um, but it's like, how are you handling stuff like this? Do you go into calling leads with this like preconceived notion that they're going to give you some objection or negativity? Most do. 
you know, or do you go into it with excitement? Like, you know, there's a good chance that nobody's got a hold of this client because the chances of someone else having actually followed up with them till they die is literally zero in our space. So it's like, maybe take some of this stuff and create some kind of follow-up system for yourself. And just imagine if every lead you've had since you've been in the business, imagine if you, I don't know, created an email campaign with valuable information about what you do in your services and maybe things that can benefit them. Maybe you create a text campaign, you know, maybe you create, what's uh, Luke that does the, uh, uh, the like mail follow-up. Maybe you, maybe you stick all your clients in his deal, you know, maybe you have your staff do it. Maybe you send holiday cards. Maybe you do, you know what I mean? Can you just imagine how many leads you've acquired over the years? What percentage of those do you follow up with? And think about this without even going too deep. If I said, oh, I like you on here, Lily, sharing stuff. I forgot you do that. Um, if I said of the 19 million uh, sales books out there in the world today, there's probably more. I'm probably underestimating the number. Yes, Reminder Media. I agree. I like him too. He's a good dude. Um, but think about what the average sales book says the number of times, the number of times it takes to follow up to make a sale in sales in general. Like, what's the number? What do y'all think a number is? Post them. Every time I ask it, almost everybody says about the same number, right? And I'm like, there you go, Brian, eight. That I usually see seven, six, seven, eight is the most common numbers I see posted, right? 12, Nicole, awesome. Now, the question is, do you follow up with all of, do you, and they say contacts. Dude, these sales things are saying seven, eight, 12 contacts to make a sale. Here we go. Do you have to worry about the contact legalities? No, take that one down, please. No, they they asked you to call them. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sorry, Dave. I don't know you and you don't know me. That stresses me out. Uh, no, you don't. They filled something out and said you can contact them. Now, if they tell you to stop calling them, sure, stop calling them. Um, but, again, irrelevant because very few people. But, again, it's contacts. That's how many contacts to make before an average person makes a sale. And I don't believe that to be true in insurance necessarily. I can contact someone much less. But my point is, are y'all even attempting six, seven, eight, 10, 12 times to get a hold of someone, much less actually contacting them? It's definitely not three. Um, but again, think about your business and do you. But my point is, if, if you know the number, look at your activity and going, are you contacting the average person this many times? And if you're not all good, why is your expectation then that you should be closing them when you know the average times of contact it takes to make a sale based on a zillion years of sales research is whatever number you believe it to be, you know? And I, I, I just, I, I like to help people see different things perspective wise versus going at it and being frustrated with the result. I really want you guys to start being frustrated with your level of activity and your expectation of the result given your level of activity, <laughs> you know, and for me, that's what changed for me. And if it's, if, if things are working for you, the way you're doing it, I, again, I'm going to keep reiterating it, keep doing you. 
I'll never say my way or anything I say is the only way to accomplish things. I just talk about what worked for me, you know, and if, if you got something that's working for you, dude, high five, you can train on it too. jump on this. We can teach all of it. Um, you know, so I'm, I, I'm a big believer in if it's working, keep doing it. So, um, any questions? I don't have a ton. I'm not going to ramble long. Just again, some of the thoughts on my mind. We have, uh, we have some really cool shit we're working on, um, upstairs <laughs> that I'm about to go meet with my team on. And, uh, we, we, we got some, we got some really cool stuff coming out. So those of y'all that are, are, are part of it, um, part of our world, keep, keep, keep watching what we're doing. We'll be doing some cool things, but if there's any questions you want to post, I can see some of them. I don't know which comment I see LinkedIn and Facebook. So again, anything y'all want me to touch on in the last, I'll give a few seconds here. Um, but you know, I, I, I think those are my thoughts. I'll even say, I'll end, I'll end my thoughts with this. And if there's no questions we can end, if there are, please, please post them. Um, my son this week, he's 16. He just got his car and, uh, I'm very fortunate that when my kids turn 16, now I can buy them a car. And what's sad is like now Maddox is 12. Like he knows he's getting a car for his 16th birthday. Like when my oldest Shaylee, she's 29 now. And she's like, you spoiled little shits. You know, she might've got like a hundred bucks for her 16th birthday or something, you know? And I think I helped her get a car, but it was like a $2,000 car. And I probably helped her make the payment or something at that time. Um, but he get I get him a car and I'm like he's 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 a, he's he's smart as shit, but he's a lot like me in school where sometimes he just doesn't put in the effort he needs to 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 have a, a given result. And I don't necessarily I'm not the guy that needs straight A's, but I hate lack of effort. I hate it. I, it drives me mental. And he's doing really poorly in Spanish right now, and uh, which is really sad because his mom is Dominican. And they don't speak Spanish in the house, but they're around enough of it. I'm like, dude, Spanish is not the one you should be doing poorly in. You're damn Dominican, you know, and again, he wasn't raised speaking that way, but it's still like, he's around it, you know, his, his other side of his family, he's Dominican Portuguese as a family. So he's, he's around a lot of, uh, that, those languages. Anyway, he's doing poorly he has like a 50 and, uh, the teacher emails a couple few weeks ago and she's like, Hey, he's, he's doing bad, blah, blah. So I talked to him like, yo, can you please fix it? Like kids deserve to, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I keep these comments like cracking up. They deserve $2,000 cars. I, I think we got mine. I got them these, uh, what did I get them? A Chevy, uh, what's that called? It's like a little SUV thing, a trailblazer. I got my daughter last year, turned 16, got her a white trailblazer. My son just turned 16 this year and got him a gray one. Cool little cars. Um, anyway, family Spanish, teacher emails. And I go to him, I'm like, dude, you know how little I want to have this effing conversation about you failing Spanish? Like, it's annoying as shit. I pay 20 Gs a year for you to go to school. Can you at least just, just pass the effing class and make your teacher not email me? If you, if I can avoid getting emails and avoid having to talk to your mom about how poorly you're doing, dude, it saves us all a headache, including you. And if I have a headache, you're definitely going to get a headache because I hate dealing with this shit. That's the way I parent. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's I don't know a different way. I'm not going to beat them. I'm not going to yell at them because it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, can you just please make it stop selfishly for me because I don't want to deal with this. He's like, yes. So a couple weeks go by. We get another email this week. He's got a 50. And when we're on, on uh, Thanksgiving break, he was supposed to complete a project and he didn't. And I'm like, bro, what the F? So we have to take away his keys for his car. And I, I text him and I'm like, seriously, dude? And she forwards me the email 
so the teacher emails the kids in class now i guess that's a thing and uh she's like hey why didn't you do your uh project and my son responds sorry i didn't have time on friday now friday is a day after thanksgiving and i'm like so <laughs> yeah coaching is like parenting yes <laughs> sarah best I, I don't know i just do my best um so he responds i didn't have time so i screenshot it i text it to my son and i'm like bro is this really your effing excuse i'm like you know you hear me on the calls all the time with agents i fucking hate dumb excuses to say you didn't have the time bro you didn't have school you played video games all day like seriously can you so meaning the style i'm with y'all i'm with my children i'm like stop making excuses and if you needed help open your damn mouth you know so again my style i will share that i'm like can you please fix it and i said i text him finally yet uh last night again and i'm like dude you know all your problems go away if you just fix the stupid class right because his mom's getting grounding him taking away his phone and his video games and he can't do all the stuff he can't do and between the two of us he get and we're not married right so I'm not married to his mom. So he gets like grounded there and he has to get grounded with me. So he has to hear her yell at him and then I have to yell at him. So he gets like double worse. I know that's poor English, but that's what he gets. So I'm like, dude, you know, your problems all go away if you just fix this stupid class. And I know you might not like the class. I know you might have, but it, can you just do it to make the problem for nothing else to make the problems go away? You know? And I'm like, you, you effed up. You now have consequences. Can you just move on instead of being mad? Because he was being mean to his mom. I'm like, can you stop being a dick to your mom and just move on and fix the problem? And he got he gave me a thumbs up. So I don't know if that's teen for F you or teen for yes, dad. I don't know what that means. But that's what I got was a thumbs up. And I'm like, how does that relate to this? Dude, the situation you're in is probably because of you. And if you've effed up wherever you're at in life now, can you just own it? and get your shit together and move on in a new direction and fix it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what I had to do with myself. I was 35 and broke and I was blaming everybody else and making excuses for reasons I wasn't having success. And a lot of y'all are out there doing that. And I'm like, can you just get your shit together? Own that at you. Stop making bullshit excuses and trying to validate why you're not where you want to be and understand it's probably something you're doing and just move on. Stop trying to make excuses and just do what you got to do to get to the level you say you want to get to. Now, my son's 16, so I get to say the level he gets to right now. But I tell him all the time, I'm like, yo, and he likes his lifestyle now. I'm like, dude, you're almost 18. I asked him the other night. We were eating. We go to the slope. We, I, my son Maddox, has been, if you watch me on social, he's like addicted to golfing recently. And I'm by no means a golfer. But I enjoy spending time with him because he's 12 and otherwise doesn't like to hang out. So I take him golfing now. And uh, he wants to go like basically every day. It's like three minutes down the road for me. It's this little club we go to and uh, we're eating dinner there after. And, you know, the kids, some of the kids now, it's so crazy. They'll get together, go to the country club, golf together, then go in and eat inside the country club by themselves at 12. And so I, I'm meeting with my two kids there the other night after, after golfing and uh, they're ordering what they want to order and they get, cookies on the golf course and it's just stupid for their age i just can't wrap my head around it because i didn't we didn't have a car at when i was 12 and uh i say to my son i'm like dude what are you gonna do 
something about Christmas comes up and money and I don't know stuff they want. It's too much. And I say, bro, what are you going to do in two years to continue this lifestyle? Because you better start thinking about it. Because at 18, your daddy's money runs out for you then, bro. Like, I ain't going to let you go homeless, but you're going to have to start supporting yourself. <laughs> and Braden, this is the same one that's failing Spanish. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to do what you do. He goes, and so I think I'm going to start on dialing on the phones now to like start like maybe booking appointments for some of y'all or something. Just doing something um, to start getting the activity in because obviously he's not licensed. He can't sell. He can't. There's a lot he can't do. But he's like, he goes, he goes, dad, I know you had to work really hard to get here. But he goes, you don't really have to do that much right now. We live pretty good. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I had to sacrifice. You remember when you were little what it was like? He's like, yeah, no, but it was only for a handful of years. And so at 16, he's seeing already that he's going to have to sacrifice for a few years to be able to make choices in life with his time not too far down the road. So I'm having conversations with my 16-year-old about how to how he can get wealthy by the time he's 25, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the same messages I'm passing y'all. My point is I'm the stuff I talk about, I live by. Right or wrong, I don't know, but it's working for me. And I'm teaching my kids this shit. So and I definitely cuss when I talk to them too by mistake. Um, <laughs> so I just am who I am and it's working for us. So if I can, if any of this stuff I add here. Um, helps you guys. I, I certainly love hearing about it. You guys can certainly tag me and stuff if things are going right. Hell, if you want to yell at me, you can tag me and yell at me too. Um, Brian, I'll, let me see this question. I just saw you had. Uh, can you talk about the synergy between recruiting and sales? I tend to think either or. Interesting. Um, I never thought that, dude. Uh, and a lot of agents do. Like they think they have to sell before they can recruit. And I think people get caught up. And this, 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 rubs people the wrong way a lot too when I talk about this. Like you don't have to know what you're doing to recruit. And the reason I say that is you don't have to be the one that trains them, dude. You know, like meaning let's just pretend the word recruit isn't what everybody says it is. I was at, uh, I was at, oh, at Orange Theory. So I'm at the gym. I go to Orange Theory as one of the gyms I go to. And uh, inside the Orange Theory, there's a sign that says, if you refer a friend, you get 50 bucks off your membership forever. And I think it's like 150 bucks a month. So if I get three people to sign up, I don't have to pay anymore. That's recruiting. They don't have to know how to run Orange Theory. They don't have to train at Orange Theory. They don't have to teach a class at Orange Theory. They don't have to do shit. But tell their friends like, yo, this cool place, Orange Theory I go to, they have a special. You interested in coming with me? And if they get a few people to sign up, their Orange Theory is free. That's recruiting. And you don't have to know shit to do it. And this industry can be the same way. Now, I don't think that's a good strategy for the rest of time. But I think early on, dude, again, think about think about what you're doing to learn the industry, Brian, the things you're doing. Can you not tell people that we're helping you learn the industry and ask if they're interested in an opportunity and learn with you? You know what I'm saying? They can DM us the same way you DM us. You know, I agree with you, David, this, uh, I don't want to, you shouldn't talk them into joining. In fact, you should talk them out of joining. I just was literally recruiting. I, I, I am like 12 minutes from the office, went to the gym this morning. And uh, I told the dude, I call him at nine 30. I call him at like nine 40. 
And I spent the 12, 15 minute ride to the office recruiting a guy. And really all I did was tell him who I am and who I'm looking for, what my expectations are of him. And I, I told him about the work it takes. I told him about the lead investment. Like I'm, I'm trying to find a reason to not hire people, dude. Um, you know, so I think Brian, to answer the question, the synergy is like, how long do you want to sell? And if you know, you don't want to sell forever and you know, you want to recruit, isn't it common sense that the longer you take to start, the longer it's going to take you to get where you want to go in the building of a team. And even if you don't know what you're doing now, relative to recruiting, you're sure as shit not going to know what you're doing in two years if you don't recruit between now and two years from now. Selling more isn't going to teach you how to recruit more. It's certainly not going to teach you how to train an agent anymore. Maybe you know the product a little better, but that has almost nothing to do with training an agent. As you, How often do you and I talk about product, bro? How about put that up for them? How many product conversations have you and I had? Relative to how much you've learned, in your words, from the conversations we've had. Right? Like... I, when you type it, I'll post it. <laughs> but I, I, I think for me, dude, it's like, here you go. None. You know, when he calls me about product, I'm like, why are you calling me? You know, there's a carrier. They teach the product. If you need me to teach you product, you should quit. So I think there is some synergy, man, that it's communication. Um, it's, again, there's different stages of recruiting. I can recruit very different now than I did when I was new. When I was new, it was me just pointing people in the direction of opportunity. And even the ones that I recruited wrong and I begged to come here, dude, I learned a lot from it. So even the ones that didn't work out, it's made me who I am today. It gave me such a good education. And I think so many of y'all are afraid to make mistakes and mess it up that you just don't start. And I'm like, dude, I'm excited to make mistakes. Like we, um, and again, I'm, I'm built like this. We had a new project we were launching. We were trying to launch yesterday for about a week. I'm working on something. Actually, with Perry, funny enough. And um, we're trying to put it together, and it's a system and automations and all kinds of weird shit I do that I just love doing. And uh, my team is like, I come in yesterday morning, and I'm like, dude, the only thing, can you please tell me today we can go live? Can we please go live? That's all I want to know. Can we go live today? She's like, 100%. And days going on and I'm feeling like less and less 100% feeling <laughs> about 420 yesterday. She goes, we ain't going live today, Amanda. And if you're watching, she, you know, I love you. So I'm, and you probably know I'm going to share the story and don't care. She probably ain't watching because she's busy, but I'm like, can we go live today? 420. She's like, nope, we can't go live. And I'm like, I don't say one word, like literally no words. I'm like defeated. And I'm like, I go to the bathroom. So I walk away and she's actually, I can see it on her face. She expected me to be mad because I used to get mad really easy. And uh, I'm like, all right. So I immediately go to solution mode in my head. I'm like, what's the solution here? And uh, I go, all right. And I, so I get on the whiteboard. I take like literally 45 seconds. I go to the bathroom just to check out for a second. I come back in. I'm like, yo, y'all come in. And so I bring the team in. I'm like, what's the bare minimum we got to do to get live? And we go through and the details are irrelevant. We go through, I get on the whiteboard. I'm like, we need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. We need all seven. Ideally. I said, but if we do one and two, technically it can work because three, four, five, six, seven, we won't really run into until one and two are done anyway. And there's some gaps in time. And I start mapping it out and I'm like, yo, we can go live. 
I'm like, I'm overriding you. I love, we're going live. So I'm like, you, you do this piece, you do this piece. We're going to do these two things and we're going to go live. And she's like, but it ain't going to be perfect. And I'm like, I don't care. Let it break. Let things go wrong. Because when things go wrong, we can fix them as we go. And even if we did delay it and get all seven things done, do you think it was really going to go perfect anyway? The answer is no. It was still going to have some hiccups. Everything we start and build and systems and things we put in place always have a hiccup. Always, 100% of the time. So I'm like, what's the point in waiting another day? Why don't we get to the hiccup sooner? Shit, we can know about the hiccups in 12 minutes instead of waiting until tomorrow. I'd rather know in 12 minutes than in 12 hours. So let's go live. So we go live at 440. I'm like, F it, turn it on. So we turn it on. Things go live. 95% of it's working. There's a few things. And it's like, all right, so what? We I worked a little bit last night to fix some of the things. My team is upstairs this morning fixing some of the things. But most of it went really well. And I'm like, dude, I'm not afraid to make mistakes. In fact, I look forward to them. Because the mistakes is how we learn everything, you know? And I, again, I, so many of y'all are so afraid of the perfectionists. So if any of you ever catch yourself saying, I'm a perfectionist, I can't. Dude, you should just slap yourself. It's just such a bad way to look at things. And mistakes are such good opportunity. Um, now, repeated mistakes are pretty stupid. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those. Like, Braden messing up in Spanish, I don't love... But I'm like, yo, can we learn from it? Adjust. He did it again. I'm pissed. You know, so it's like, be okay that you're going to make mistakes. Know it. And that, that's that's the synergy for me, Brian, in sales and recruiting is you're going to mess up. Say you mess up sales every day right now, dude. I get your messages every day. You effing you F them up all the time. But, dude, you're making a bunch because you're willing to mess them up. Right. So why would that logic and that principle not work on the recruiting side? If you're doing recruiting, sure, you're going to mess some up and sure, some ain't going to work. And sure, you're going to mess up the expectations and forget to tell someone something. And maybe someone's not going to have success. And but like, all right, you're going to learn from it, dude. You know, and you're going to learn how to communicate and you're going to learn how to get better. And you're going to learn the things if you choose to own that you made the mistake. Anyway, some of us choose to not own that we made it and put that that, that blame on others. But if you own that, you're making the mistakes along the way. The principles of that heavy activity, make mistakes, fix the mistakes, preferably from some guidance from someone who's made the mistake before you. <laughs> so you don't make it as long or as often and make tweaks and keep moving, dude. You know, and I bet you, if you start recruiting, I promise you your sales will go up because now you're going to feel like you have to perform for the people you're bringing into the business, you know? So just go out and do it, dude. Stop thinking, just go. If you want to build, if you don't want to build, who cares? Don't build. And that's for everybody, not you. I know you do. You know, so again, the the, the, the similarities are definitely communication is going to have to be there and, and you're going to have to tweak things all, along the way. So hopefully that helps. Um, if I can do anything, let me know. And uh, if y'all will tag Perry, wish him well, tell him we'll see him next week. Give him a shout out, whatever y'all want to do. And uh, him and I'll be back live, I assume, next week. And uh, if we can do anything for you, let us know. Hope you all have a killer day. Later.